All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. Um, uh, I am the, uh, the founder and CEO of a digital pop health company called Health Hero. But most importantly, this is a show about all things population health, which is really anyone that's in the study or focus or um, area of uh, making people healthy, making more than one person healthy in this world. And I'm super excited to have Joe Miller with Shortlister on the show. Joe comes to us with a vast wellness background, came from Wellness Research Institute, started that company, and recently they've rebranded to Shortlister. He sees a plethora of human capital solutions and wellness solutions and wellness vendors out there. And so I thought it would be great to have him on the show to talk about his origin and his experiences. But I'll let Joe introduce himself here and you know tell us a little bit about um, you know how he got started in the area. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. Um, so uh, back my beginnings in population health um, actually were interesting in that I kind of stumbled upon the field, to be honest. Uh, it was something that I didn't quite know uh, what I wanted to do with myself. And my first job out of college, um, somebody approached me to start a wellness company. So um helped do that, um, started and ran a wellness company for about 10 years. Uh, but what we had seen is with such a growth in the space, with a lot of M&A activity, with a lot of new entrants into the space, um, it's really difficult for brokers and consultants and employers in the space to go through the process, really understand who best is out there to fill their needs. Um, so back uh, about four years ago, um, started what was at the time the Wellness Research Institute, uh, which was a way for, again, brokers, consultants, and employers um, to go out to market, understand who is out in the uh, market as far as wellness vendors and population health vendors, um, and really who's going to be the best fit to help them fulfill some of their needs. Um, Taking some information, we kind of jokingly refer to it as like the eHarmony or the Match.com for wellness programs, hmm. uh, but we're taken some basic information from these employer groups, um, not just the basics of can you check this box or that box, but then also understanding their goals, their demographics, their philosophies, and seeing who may be a fit for uh, what their needs are, um, providing them back some resource to that, and helping them hopefully make the best decision to improve the health of their population. Um, so been doing that for uh, four years now. Like you said, we rebranded to Shortlister pretty recently here as we've gone a little bit more outside the population health space as well into other HR domains. Um, but it is something that we're very passionate about uh, getting the right fits and really helping employees of all kind uh, meet their health goals. No, that's that's great, Joe. Really appreciate it. And obviously, from the market uh, standpoint, you, know, you help that with that. Uh, distilling process and that matching up. I love the the eHarmony e uh, analogy. It uh, feels very, very appropriate. Um, Joe, you, you, you touched upon a few things. Obviously, you know, Shortlister is, um, you know, focused on uh, a lot broader than just wellness now and, and more human capital solutions. But, you know, wellness is an important component of supporting uh, the human capital strategy of a company. What are what are some 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 trends that you're recently seeing in terms of demand from brokers or from clients that they're that you see these themes coming up a lot? Like, what are some new trends that get you excited or you're starting to see emerge that that are you know becoming more in demand, whether it's you know wellness related or not? Yeah, we actually just did a uh, big national survey of I think we had about 125 of the top 
um, benefits consultants in the country that responded to the survey. Um, so a very fresh data and knowledge around some of the things that they're looking for and what their clients are asking them for. Um, kind of goes in a lot of different directions, but overall, I mean, a lot of things in the health and productivity space are um, getting more complex than they have been in the past. And when I entered this field 14 years ago, it was something that um, many people were looking for the basics, biometric screenings, health coaching, health risk assessments. Um, that was about it at the time. Um, things started evolving into further uh, areas, uh, but now what we're seeing, um, along with some emergence of things like stress and resilience programs, financial wellness programs, um, I mean, outside clinics, telehealth, price transparency. I mean, a lot of these individual kind of niche areas um, that are either going to help improve uh, the health of individuals, help improve the work-life balance of individuals, or help companies save money. Um, uh -huh. The biggest thing that we're seeing uh, is that kind of has happened over the last couple of years is now groups are looking for a unification of that to say, okay, there's so many different directions we can go. Um, not all of these are going to be the right fit for my company, but how can we have kind of a hub and spoke approach? Uh, what can we do to um, go out, have one vendor that we're working with that can help manage a lot of these processes? Uh, because I think what they found is cobbling together and piecing together all of the components themselves can be frustrating in a way. I mean, you have uh -huh. 10 different contracts, you've got 10 different contacts at these individuals, at these individual organizations. Um, how are those things communicating? How are they um, providing information back and forth to one another? I mean, all of those things got frustrating quick. Um, so I think some of the biggest successes we're seeing out there right now are companies that are um, helping unify some of those things, uh, really be kind of that single point of contact for either the employer or the employee uh, to be able to manage the resources they have at their fingertips. Um, but I would still say it's very early in the life cycle. Um, I think sure. it's something that everyone's kind of looking for generation two of those type of programs uh, where generation one's out right now. And they're making headway, but there's certainly a lot of work to be done uh, because a lot of the things that they're trying to plug in are so new and are so emerging. So even trying to understand what the best fits are and how to manage all of those sub-vendors um, is a challenge that uh, certainly looking to be tackled in the market. No, that helps That helps a ton. So just to play that back a little bit, uh, themes of uh, you know resilience and, and uh, financial wellness, um, you know, being able to have this, uh, you know, a platform that plugs into different, um, you know, partner programs and have it all be seamless and coordinated seems like an interesting trend. Uh, do you think that trend's going that way because of, you know, a more consumers, you know, focus on wellness and, you know, um, you know, um, the shift in, um, affordable care act and, you know, how, you know, cost structures are, are changing for companies or what do you think is, is driving kind of these shifts? Um, I think yes and no is the answer. In some ways, some of the consumerism is um, moving toward this, but I think in a slightly different way. I mean, with so many consumer apps on the market and so many um, really venture-funded organizations out there, um, often are shooting for the consumer market uh, because there's a lot of bodies there. It's something you can penetrate quickly from a um, viral uh, type of direction. A lot of organizations that get funded are starting there, but then what's being realized is that a lot of these great resources that 
work in the consumer market don't really work and have the same application in a business type environment who's the one paying the bills and the health insurance in a lot of cases mm-hmm. so um, i think trying to feed back uh, a lot of those good resources into something that can be uh, quantified and managed from a employer perspective i was driving a lot of it and i see i don't think it's driven by but i think it mirrors a lot um what's not so successfully happening in the um uh, insurance market right now again Uh private exchanges and some of those things where um, the idea is great having choice and having the consumer be able to go out and um, figure out what's best for them and apply that to their own situation Um, obviously again some of the markets are kind of collapsing in the um, exchange space but within the wellness space i think it's the same kind of idea is people are looking for uh, not a one-size-fits-all approach but a approach that can be put out there and then the individual consumer can kind of tailor that approach to themselves no interesting joe i appreciate that um uh joe you probably uh get faced with this a lot you know there's people out there or brokers that say you know, hey, Joe, there's, you know, wellness programs don't work. And there's, there's another camp that says wellness programs do work. And, you know, it's all about people and culture. And, and how, how do you handle that? Or what are your thoughts on, you know, wellness programs don't work? Or, you know, um, maybe you can share your philosophies on, on uh, you know, a lot of the, the noise in the market of whether they, they work or not. Yeah, it's a funny question, because I think a lot of it goes to, um, the algorithm that we've designed within our platform, mm-hmm. um, a lot, some of the things that we're looking at and some of the things that we're first trying to identify for a program are, what does work mean? And if, if, if you want it to work, what, what is that definition for you as an organization? Are you looking to make your employees happy? Are you looking to have them be more engaged? Are you looking for uh, cost reduction or cost containment? Um, defining those goals are so important. And I think it's a huge missing step um, for a lot of organizations as they go out there and they see all these buzzwords and they see um, the organization's advertising and, again, a lot of dollars being spent in this area to get people excited. Um, like the new huge thing that we've seen kind of permeating the market is uh, employee engagement and what is the definition of that and how does that interact with wellness and classic wellness programs. Um, I don't even think a lot of the people know what they're asking for in a lot of mm-hmm. cases. And mm-hmm. I think being able to define what success is and how you're going to measure that um, is such an important first step. Um, and that's it's 100% not going to work for you if you don't know how you're going to evaluate the program. So mm-hmm. set out to first define that goal and then figure out who out there can help you reach those goals. Uh, because if you're just choosing the sexiest technology or uh, whatever it may be based on uh, the thought that you want a program in place and not really working from point A to Z to say, what is our goal? How are we going to accomplish that? Who's going to help us get there? How are we going to measure success? How are we going to adjust the program as we continue down the path of two, three years of progression? Um, There's no way it's going to work. So uh, there are people who have done a great job and gone out and done all of those things and um, can show their successes. Uh, But there are others, again, that have not had the foresight to do that from the beginning. And um, there's a lot of stories out there of how it's blown up in their face. Mm, mm. 
No, this is good, uh, Joe. Um, maybe on the, on the flip side of that, do you have a story or two of, you know, uh, a client of, uh, you know, well, you know, WRI or shortlister that, you know, has used your service and came back in, in retrospect, they were like, you know, Hey, this, this wellness program was successful and it was successful because of these reasons. Do, do you have a narrative, uh, or story around, um, any of those scenarios? Yeah. I mean, there, there's plenty of, um, success stories. I don't know that I'd want to single out any individual sure. client or anything like that to kind of tell their story in a public setting. But, sure. um, again, I think what we've seen and the interesting thing for me and uh, again, being someone who started this and um, is now just about three years into having the platform be live, uh, we're really right on the cusp of starting to be able to evaluate a lot of the data to say you know, what we had seen coming into this is the average program lasts about three years in an organization. And now that we're three years in, now we can start seeing what the trend is to say, yes, this has been more successful and they don't have to change as much. And what was happening prior to them implementing something through Shortlister versus implementing something um, themselves before that. So it's we are at a data point right now where I think we're going to start seeing a lot more um, quantitative data we can put out there to say, here's why you want to do this in a more methodical manner. Um, but it's, it's just not something that, you know, without kind of anecdotally telling a single client story or two, um, it would mean a whole lot at this point. Sure, sure. No, I appreciate that. No, that's that's good to know. I mean, congratulations on on yeah, you know, the life of your your company then, you know, spanning that that cycle. So, you can imagine only the trends that, you know, you're seeing. Um, Joe, um, you know, what we'd love to, you know, keep these calls just quick, short and, you know, kind of to the point and uh, you know, I think the 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 good topics on that we've, we've discussed are really kind of best practices and trends you're seeing in wellness. Um, congratulations on the growth of, you know, your company and, you know, the filtration mechanism that you apply, you know, on the market. So that's super exciting to see. You know, one question that I always like to end off with is, you know, what's something that you, Joe, believe that, you know, other people believe to be insane or, or, or you know, something that you believe that hasn't been proven yet? Um, you know, specifically around the domain of, you know, human capital or wellness? Um, that's an interesting one. Um, I think personally, in some of my beliefs and some of the things that, you know, I've always thought, like, what would I do 10 years from now if I wasn't working on this project anymore? Um, I personally have an interest in looking at um, environmental aspects of how that affects health. Um, mm -hmm. So some of the things as far as again, genetic, genetic, uh, genetically modified organisms and how those things being in food affect things like weight and metabolic rate and those type of things, mm -hmm. I think there's a big underlying um, bit of research that needs to be done there to understand how food additives and the things that people are doing to food uh, from a growth perspective and all the way through the you know, processing perspective, how all of those things affect um, the huge rates of uh, obesity that we're seeing in the space and diabetes and prediabetes and metabolic syndrome. So um, that really is the big thing. I think people have a feeling that that could be something going on there, but um, I haven't seen enough research to, really strongly show one thing or the other there. No, uh, no, that's powerful. Um, and, um, 
you know, some, some guests on our show in the past have, have mentioned, you know, food system and some of these factors and how they play a role. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of different studies, uh, you know, about, about food and, um, you know, more healthy, the more the natural, more natural you eat, it's been proven, obviously the healthier you can be, but you know, how does that statistically, you know, uh, rank, um, against the other types of factors. So, um, Joe, this was great. Um, I really appreciate you being on the show. Hopefully we can have you on, uh, in the future. Uh, what's a good way for our listeners to get in, uh, interact with you online or get in touch with you, uh, if they would like to Joe. Yeah. Um, our webpage is myshortlister.com. Um, all of our social, uh, links can be found there at the bottom of the page. Uh, but anytime they want to get in touch, they can uh, reach out through the site, uh, through the contact us page there. Great. Great. Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. I think this was powerful. It was great, um, for you to apply your, you know, to share your insights of, not just what you do, but also how you look at the market because you see so much data of what's coming across in, in services and pop health and wellness. So, uh, Joe, thank you so much for being on, on the show. Okay. Thanks, Anthony. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you.